episode number 692. Just ask. You're listening to the official BNI podcast with BNI founder and chief visionary officer, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Stay tuned for networking and referral marketing tips from the man who's been called the father of modern networking, along with suggestions and insights into getting the most from your membership in the world's largest networking organization, BNI. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the official BNI podcast. I'm Priscilla Rice, and I'm coming to you from Live Oak Recording Studio in Berkeley, California, and I'm joined on the phone today by the founder and the chief visionary officer of BNI, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Hello, Ivan. How are you, and where are you? Well, I have, appropriately so, just recently been to the UK via Zoom on a Facebook, <laughs> actually via Facebook, um, uh, in a Facebook Live for the United Kingdom, uh, which was open to members and, and visitors, and it was it was great. That's just one of the many places I've been jumping into on, on Zoom. I, I love being able to literally travel the planet in minutes and do lots of uh, presentations. Uh, I say appropriately so because my guest today is from the United Kingdom. Uh, he's a specialist in professional relationships and networking for more than 20 years. His name is Andy Lapata, and he was called one of Europe's leading business networking strategists by the Financial Times and a true master of networking by both Independent and Forbes.com. Uh, he's a very experienced international speaker, uh, and he's the author of five books. He's been quoted in a number of other books, and is regularly quoted in the international press. He's a fellow and board member of the Professional Speaking Association of the UK and Ireland, and a fellow uh, of the Learning and Performance Institute, as well as a master of the Institute for Sales Management. He's just one of 26 recipients of uh, PSA's top honor, the Award of Excellence uh, recognition. There are only a handful of people, I mean, literally, I could count them on one hand, uh, the number of people that I would recommend to speak to an organization on networking that are outside of BNI. And Andy, you are one of them. You truly are a networking expert, and it is a pleasure to have you on the BNI podcast a second time. Your first visit was episode number 376. Welcome back. Thank you very much. And, and what, a, what an, uh, an introduction, Ivan. That's uh, very kind of you to say so. Well, and I mean it, there literally is just a handful of people outside of this organization that I would recommend. You're definitely one of them. So you've just done a new book. I love the book. It's called Just Ask. Subtitle is Why Seeking Support is Your Greatest Strength. This is perfect for BNI members. It's perfect for anyone who wants to build a powerful personal network. So let me start off by asking you, why do we struggle to admit we face challenges and don't know the answers? There are a number of reasons. Um, I, I think that there's, you, you can summarize them into three. Uh, number one is that we want to look strong. We want to look uh, good in front of our peers, in front of our colleagues. Uh, and we see vulnerability as a weakness, which, which in, in my mind is wrong. You know, vulnerability is a strength. You know, I tip my hat to anyone who's got the courage to turn around and say, I don't know and not worry about how they look. But we, we stop ourselves for that reason, and that's something I explore a, a considerable length in the book. Um, the second is that we don't want to be a burden to others, which I think is a really interesting one. Uh, and BNI members will know this very well. When you pass a referral to, to a member of your chapter, and they come back and they say, thank you for that referral, that worked out really well for me. 
you get a you get a feeling of delight. You don't feel that person's been a burden to you. And yet we don't ask for help because we're worried about being a burden. There's a real disconnect there. And we're denying people the pleasure of helping us when we don't ask them for help. And then the third is we assume. We assume that people can't or don't want to help us. And you know what? Maybe they can't, but that's not for you to decide. Uh, Let people decide for themselves. Make it okay for them to say no. Make it okay for yourself and understand that just because they say no, it doesn't make it about you. Um, There may be many reasons why they can't help you. Um, And also make it okay for you. I just comment on your vulnerability comment Mm. because I I think that's an important one. I think it's important to understand the, the context of, you know, who you're talking to. If you're talking to somebody you just met, yeah, maybe you don't want to be vulnerable. But if you're talking about somebody you have a relationship with, like these people who are coming to a BNI meeting every week, or they're part of a network and they know these individuals, or you're talking about close friends and associates, there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable and nothing wrong with asking for help. I agree completely with that. So it's just about context. Would you agree or disagree yeah. with that? I, I would agree. I, I went into the, the writing the book with one premise that I wanted to test, and that is, is it easier for people to talk to strangers and open up to strangers rather than to people they know? You know, going on the looking good factor, when you're talking to someone you don't know, you don't have that reputational risk you might carry otherwise. But apart from one person in Russia that I talked to, pr- pretty much everyone was adamant that in most cases... Um, they preferred to share when they did share with people they trusted. Um, I did speak to a a counsellor in Chicago and she said, you know, this is why counselling is there, why there's, you know, psychiatric support for people. So you have someone who can be objective, but generally people want to talk to people they trust and confide in people they trust. You also talked about uh, people wanting to help. And I want to let you continue with your your conversation, but I, I want to comment on that. I think the gratitude effect is powerful, and um, when when you ask for help and then show gratitude, that that, that works both ways. I think, and and it's a, a powerful part of what you're talking about. I believe completely. I mean, for years, I've been one of the key things that I've been teaching in terms of referral strategy is the importance of the thank you. That the simplest thing that most people forget, but. Every time you say thank you to someone, um, whether the referrals turn into business or not, uh, not only is it the right thing, the courteous thing to do, but you're giving them a, a little shot of feeling good uh, and an endorphin shot. And every time someone feels good, they want to repeat that. So yes. uh, that gratitude is key. Yeah, very true. All right. What, what else? Tell me some more about the book. Well, so in the book, I look at what holds us back, which is what we've talked about, and then what we need to do and look at moving forward if we're going to be strategic about the support that we we seek. And I do look at it from both a professional and a personal perspective. Um, But if we're going to be strategic, we need to be more thoughtful about the approach that we take. So what support do we need right now? Where where do we need to look for it? Who's going to support us? So I, I explore that, and then I move on to actually how do you take action? And does your support you really come from your network? And I'm not talking about just a chapter of a mm. network like BNI, but it comes from your yeah. personal network, yeah? It, it does. I mean, support can come both formally and informally. So you can have chapters of, of organizations like BNI, 
I have, uh, over the years, I've been in a number of mastermind groups, which are peer group mentoring sessions. And then you have one-to-one mentoring as well. And I explore both of those options. But then there's just the informal support. Who can I pick up the phone to? Who can help me with this issue? Uh, you know who who can I check in with and it works both ways you know I've I've had two people message me today and just say how are you doing how are you coping with everything Uh, and I think we need to be doing that for each other as much as we possibly can Um, so it can be both formal and informal and from your personal network and professional one thing I would add in there is I think that it's a natural thing to look to where the challenge is and seek the support from people who have expertise and experience in that challenge and that makes absolute sense and there's a there's a space for that but there's also a strong argument for diversity of thought and actually getting people who haven't experienced that challenge necessarily but might have been in a similar position in a different context and then you bring new ideas in as well so being open to support from across your network uh, is key well, this is this is good stuff. Um, you want to talk any more about a, a manage? You've talked about managing how, when, and where. Anything else on that topic? Yeah, I, I think that you have to. There are certain areas of balance in terms of how much you ask people as well. If you're yeah. constantly um, going to the same people for help, unless you have that very strong mentoring relationship, you have to be careful. It can wear, wear thin. And you get into the the, the area of, of givers gain uh, and understanding that, that everything's not one way. Now, it might well be that there's someone who's in a position to help you. You can't necessarily support them, but they know that you would if you could. And then there's also the issue of paying it f- uh, uh, of paying it forward. Right. Um, so, so they they they're confident that you are you're able to do that. My favourite quote, and I'm sure I've shared this with you before. In fact, I know I have, is from uh, a lady called Elizabeth Asquith Bibesco, who was the daughter of the former British Prime Minister Lord Asquith, who said, "Blessed are they who give without remembering, and receive without forgetting." Mm. So we've talked about the receive without forgetting from the gratitude, um, but the giving without remembering. This is a two way process. So. I want to encourage people to ask for help, but I also want to encourage people to be there for others in their network yeah. and proactively seek to help them as well. Good advice. All right, we're running out of time, but there's one other thing I want to bring up. You have this crazy phrase in the book called semantic differential questioning. <laughs> you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, I wonder where that came from. <laughs> um, that actually came from you, and it's something that I've repeated in a number of interviews, including one today, funnily enough, because I think it's such a key point. And since you shared it with me, Ivan, I, I found myself using it a lot. Does it work? It works. Absolutely, it works. Now, now well, my take on this... A little bit before we run out of time. Yeah, absolutely. So when you ask someone, how are you, they're going to say, I'm fine. But you ask three times and in three different ways. And, yes. and my spin on it is to, to ask the last time as an open question. So it might be, how are you, Ivan? I'm fine. How are you coping with the pandemic? Yeah, it's okay. Well, in what ways is it impacting you? How are things different? And it's that last question where people will open yeah. up to you. Yeah. I, I This is such an effective technique. And by the way, for those of you listening to this, I talked about it in a number of podcasts, uh, podcast 603, podcast 443, and 230. Uh, I talk about semantic differential questioning. It's a really effective technique. And mm. Andy, thank you so much for 
for quoting me in your book and, and uh, mentioning me and BNI. We appreciate it very much. Um, so who is this book for, in your opinion, Andy? It, it's a difficult one because I always teach people to be specific about you know where they target things, but it really is a, a book for, for, for many people. There's a strong business bent, and if you're running a small business, um, you need that support. If you're at the top of that business and people are looking to you uh, for guidance, then you need that support around you as well. So I think that's a key group. But really, a lot of people are struggling right now. And a lot of people need support, but need to feel yeah. confident that they can ask. So anyone who, uh, I always say, never say anyone who, um, yeah. but it really is people who who need to be open more and, and who are always saying, yeah, I'm fine. Yes, business is great and not elaborating. Let me help narrow it down even a, a little more. If you're listening to this podcast, you're interested in networking. This book is for you. <laughs> you want this I, book. Uh, I've I, got I wouldn't a argue with you. <laughs> Trust me, you want this book. You can get the book by going to Andy's website, Andy Lapata. That's L O P A T A dot com. Andy dot com slash just ask. Andy, thank you so much for being on BNI Podcast again. You're uh, you're truly an expert in the field. Thank you, Ivan. Thank you for inviting me back. Over to you, Priscilla. Okay. Thank you so much for some great information. The sponsor for this podcast is Ivan's Inner Circle. Go check out the great content available. It's www.ivansinnercircle.com. And that's where Ivan has assembled a variety of interesting topics for you to learn about and participate in. Thank you so much for listening. This is Priscilla Rice, and we look forward to having you join us again next week for another exciting episode of the official BNI podcast. podcast.